0: Hello everybody, welcome to episode 65 of the Agile podcast, the only podcast which covers both Agile and beer in the time it takes to drink a single pint. So what have we got for you this time round? Well, we have to put a massive spoiler alert on this podcast in particular because we are going to talk about two things that you might not have seen yet. The record-breaking movie Avengers Endgame, firstly, and then also onto the much-talked-about finale to the Game of Thrones series on television. So we tracked down a movie expert to help us draw any parallels between these two massive storylines and the world of Agile. We hope you enjoy it. Let's play the jingle. Good evening. Cheers. Cheers and welcome back, Nigel.
1: Again, thank you, thank you.
0: Love to come back. Explain where we are. Where are we? The London bus we're in swindon town in swindon we're at the uh the tupney tupney T- tupney
1: tupney tupney tupney, tupney. T- tupney. and paul tell what did you see at the bar paul well i
0: was amazed it's all it's suddenly uh the penny the penny trots, trots. <laughs> that's an outtake for you <laughs> um because of the bar is kind of like just on the, on top of the bar just hundreds of uh, two penny pieces mm. under the under the glass yeah. raised in, and then it kind of dawned on me then ah that. that's the name of the two pub
1: two penny oh, yes. yeah
0: the name of the pub see so you raise it and up what's your what's your red wine all right my red <clears> wine tonight is um it's called you should um, sweet <throat> cheeks which <laughs> is a uh, real good blush <laughs> cider people say i you know it's like a rose cider by the looks of it. It's from the Cotswold Cider Company, which is you've, um, you've been there before. I'm trying to think where it is. Coal I should know where that is. Um I've been there before. No, but you've drunk from there before is what I mean. Have I? You've drunk from that tap before. It's very nice. It's um it's blackberry and elderberry cider. It's nice. It's only four percent, which is not too strong. Very, very sweet. Oh very, very sweet, yeah. But it's it's like so when it's not apples, it's Ribena. So yeah. as long as I can drink it when it's right, like Ribena, it's really nice. Will Ribena translate to our
1: foreign audience? I don't know. Blackcurrant squash, I it is. Grape juice would that be? It, well, it's not grape, is it? It's no, blackcurrant. It's blackcurrant. <laughs> anyway, imagine a fruit-based drink. Mm. That. <laughs> you what you, what have you got, Nigel? I've got cider Smith, which I believe is the generic on tap cider here. Yeah. Um, a dry cider, more dry, uh, which I prefer, I think, to a sweet cider. You do, do you? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about it now. I'm, I'm developing a sophisticated palate. It's quite bubbly. But, uh, well, right yeah. It's, it's not like... bubble's um, coming right at the Yeah, from or, the bottom. It's like a lava lamp. Uh, that's fine. Um, at least it's not scrumpy, is all I can say. So very appley, a bit dry, lovely. Four and a half percent, I think, if i mm. <clears throat> I'm
0: drinking toast. Interesting. It looks like toast, actually. A beer made from bread. Is it really made from bread? Yeah.
2: Oh. Not completely made from bread. Is it, is
0: it a local cider?
2: Um, it's beer? Um, I don't know if it's local, but the, there's a money proceeds go to charity to reduce food waste. Oh.
0: So it's oh. made from waste food. Cheers. Cheers. Well, yeah, you've got to tell us what you think of it first. Yeah, yeah. Go on then. Give us your taste. You're very analytical palate. A bit tangy.
2: It's a mixture of tangy and smooth actually. My first thought was smooth and then it then, then the tang hit me. A little bit fizzy. Sharp. Nice. Yeah, good.
1: A drinkable pipe, would you say? Definitely. Yeah.
2: Excellent. you are sure it'll be gone by the end of
0: <coughs> this episode. <coughs> so we've got a bit bit of a We should probably do a warning. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh hang on,
1: yeah, <coughs> warn them now quick. Warning. <laughs> danger, danger. May contain spoilers. What was it um, that Simon Bates used to do? This uh, may contain sexual swear words. Another bad sin. Whatever they used to do in front of the videos. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, um, yeah, he used to sit there, yeah. Used But no. this obviously this won't contain that. We will contain spoilers.
0: So, and obviously not everyone's going to be able to see this. So. This is a film-based episode. Yeah. yeah so they, we have so just we've just come out of the, the cinema, the three of us, because Jeff up until this point had not seen anything <laughs> Avengers Endgame and it later transpired that Jeff didn't recognize many of the characters in Avengers Endgame during the performance um, a lot of them
1: look similar you had to act quite as a scrum master and facilitate him through the process yes yes whilst trying to whisper I didn't whisper very quietly either. that's Captain Marvel
0: so um, I heard that bit. yeah so um, yeah so we've just been to see Avengers so it brought Jeff up to speed with mm-hmm. the, the latest in the Marvel universe so if you haven't seen it and plan to see it, don't... Just, listen. yeah, skip. Come back once you've seen
1: it. To the it. end of the podcast. <clears throat> <clears throat> is there also another thing we're going to talk about in this pub yes. podcast? Yes. Which is... The other thing that I don't know anything about. Oh, Game of Thrones. Yes. So again, if you haven't seen any of Game of Thrones, don't listen to this podcast. Look away now. Look away now. <laughs> skip away. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about spoilers, etc. Yeah,
0: so hopefully, but if you've carried on listening at this point, you're happy for us to, uh, to share some of those Should things. we give them like a three second chance to turn off the radio in the car? They've done it. We've done it already. have done it. So, um, but we wanted to tie into some of the purpose. of This was to tie in the, the subject of storytelling. So, this is something that Jeff and I hint. We, we talked about this um, offline, off, off, um, off tape at, at various points. But we thought it'd be an interesting subject for a podcast itself. How storytelling has been done within those two
1: mm-hmm. features. Yeah.
0: Those two, if, if you like, those two products. Yeah. They are products. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: Okay. Discuss. (laughs) (laughs) Well, which one do you want to start with first, Avengers or Game of Thrones? Well, I'll have to be honest. I'm one of those people that hasn't seen
0: any, a single episode of Game of Thrones. That would be interesting to start with. So why not? What was the difficulty for you? Well, I think it was timing. So in terms of, I think I was told to watch it by about the fact it was season three or four or whatever. It was a long way in. Mm. And... I, I felt under pressure to watch a lot in a short space of time, so I never had yeah. that time, so I didn't invest in it.
1: So there's too much upfront investment too, for too you. Mu-
0: too much to catch up on, yeah. too much gone on in advance. That would be my kind of... Mm. Well, let's start with the one thing that we have all seen then.
2: Okay. So why did you want to, is it a product in itself? Well, because I think it's an interesting... There was, to me, yeah. there was so much so many things going on
0: so it raises an interesting point to me about stories and the when does a story become something bigger than a story so this the Marvel universe the, the Avengers the infinity mm. saga as it's yeah. known as within Marvel mm. has been has been was started as you know Jeff in Iron Man um, back in t- t- 2008 the original Iron Man yes Iron Man 1 when the end credit sequence. Well, it's never called Iron Man One, is
1: it? No, yeah, no it's just Iron Man.
0: So, um, but Nick Fury appears at the end of the, at the end of credits and, com- and appears in Tony Stark's house, mm-hmm. and first shares the idea of the Avengers with him. Yeah, you with me? Right. Right. Yeah. So that was something. Obviously, that's something. That's that's something that started. Yeah. That idea started ten years ago. Yeah. Eleven years ago. And it's only really come to kind of an end now yeah. um, that saga has mm-hmm. kind of reached a, a, a conclusion. Yeah. So my question was, and my process behind it was, Well, that's that, well did they have all those, probably didn't have no. all those ideas, no. those details up front, no. but they started this idea 10 yeah. years ago and they've managed to keep people, keep their audience invested in that product the Infinity product, mm-hmm. or the Avengers product, let so yeah, it's the Avengers, yeah, Avengers product, yeah. as a team.
1: Because you almost make it two, it's almost two episodes, the Avengers and then uh, the Infinity War, yeah. isn't it, really?
0: So, but the uh, the Infinity Stones has it, been running through the, yeah. the whole lot, that probably came in a bit later, but the idea of this Avengers yeah. team has, yeah. has started yeah. ten years ago, and yeah. it's just, just really yeah. come to it. And that's kind of what's kept each film, 22 films, has kept drip feeding you yeah. these elements of stories. Yeah. But while are films within themselves yeah. that keep you... that, yeah. that
1: deliver. And they're, they're, they're distalt, aren't they? Slices of value that combine together give a bit of dose of value. No, but so a for whole me, it's a, this whole
0: idea around... There was always, it always left you wanting a bit more. It's left yeah. you wanting to know what happens yeah. next. Yeah. It's kind of come to that point now yeah. with Endgame that a firm line has kind of been drawn under that and but now for me certainly just talking from my own perspective it's left me wanting to know what's next not from that that story because I kind of appreciate that that's kind of a lot of contracts have come to an end but what's the next
1: saga going to be and that's going to be two interesting things because there's two things they've drawn from from the comic book world I don't mean plots or storylines but I mean sort of like storytelling yeah, yeah, yeah. concepts yeah um, one they've contradicted and one they've obeyed quite a lot so one is the retcon or retroactive right. continuity so for instance the cosmic cube was never going to be a stone at the start you know that's, that's something very different so you don't
0: like, think that they
1: no that's not well, the cosmic cube's not even a stone in the comics so right. it wasn't when I was reading them back okay. in the 90s um, so that's retroactive continuity. Okay. They, by by using previous storylines and being clever, they can they've make storylines mean so. a bit more. Yeah. So they've done some good retcon trips there, which comic books are notorious for. Yeah. Um, but what they what, what they haven't done is the thing about comic books always used to be. So bear in mind, I stopped reading comic books in the early 90s. Um, I did. <laughs> still, I did. Um, still no, don't still read. Just don't. Um, sort of in the early 90s and that comics did change then become more narrative but it used to be very much a, um, uh, the appearance of change not change yeah. so comic books would be very serial the same sort of thing every week it would look like things are changing and developing but you would try to keep the change quite limited mm. you know, so characters would die but they would come back you mm. know um, plots would move the story on but wouldn't really move the story on mm. the idea is you can be publishing this comic for 60 years yeah, 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 yeah. to keep going that's interesting, that, and that's yeah. what they haven't done with Endgame because Endgame is very much a sudden stop now you've got to do it with actors, haven't you? Because actors' age with comic books don't. So like Robert Downey Jr is getting older. There's no getting around that fact. Yeah. Even if he wanted to play Iron Man forever, he's going to be too old at some point. But,
0: the, but they've they all... very
1: deliberately not been... No, a I saw of, something it, different. Could, could What's that? What you I see?
0: saw,
2: but we all see things through our own lens. Mm-hmm. I saw it as a metaphor for leadership not being a person because they handed off Captain America's shield to the next yeah. Captain America, the next, the, the throne of yeah. Wakanda to the next, all these
1: different things. So that, that uh, who's gonna be the new Iron Man? Is... Iron Man will carry yeah. on. Yeah, uh, but that's something that historically, comic book-wise, you didn't have to worry so much about before yeah. being in the back. <clears> you know, so Tony Stark stopped being Iron Man in the 80s, and then came back to the Iron Man. Stopped being Iron Man in the 90s, well, came he came back to be Iron Man. He didn't Man. age in the comics then. Well, he did age, he died a couple of times, if I remember correctly, in the 90s, but he came back to life because it's comic books. Yeah. But in films, you can't do that. You know, what Dan do. Do is, is getting older. His contract only runs a certain length of time. So they came up with some good plot lines to cover that, which mm. is good. And I don't want to get into much in the specifics, but what interests me is just the fact is, because films are made by humans, there is a timeline on like it. You know, all things come to an end. And so they've chosen to do that with Endgame, which is very fascinating. because so I don't know where they're going to go next with it. No. But no does, it,
0: does it leave you like me? Maybe it's just because I'm, yeah. two, I'm yeah. heavily invested, but it's left you wanting to know, well, what, what is the next thing? What is, what is the next well, story? Well, I, I think most
1: good, most good stories, whether in our world or in the, now, that world, is there's no real happy ever after, is there? There's always, there's always something that could be what happens next. You know, I remember as a young... But I didn't see any of that in Endgame. What what's going to come what next? Well, oh, Falcon is the is Captain America. Mm. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Gwyneth Paltrow is probably Iron Man. You know, so I heard some of the internet story
0: rumor that so why don't you know at the end the the, the funeral sequence at yeah, the end yeah. where Jeff didn't know any of the people on the screen. Um, there's the there's a young lad. Mm. He's from Iron Man too. Isn't yeah, he? so he's the kid in the garage. Yeah, which they're now yeah. saying uh, he's going to be the next Iron
1: no, Man. Why, why not? not? Why not? Well, you tell me why not. He's an only actor. I think it. practicalities as well. So the, the fact that they wouldn't just swing... So Tom unknown. Holland, you could say Tom Holland was a relatively unknown actor. Spider-Man. True, but I, I don't think they'll go that way at all. They'll, they'll, they'll do something differently. They won't go that way. So you th- do you think Iron Man will, will be back in some way, shape or form? So I thought all franchises come back. Now the question is whether they're going to reboot it or whether they're going to use succession planning with someone like Gwyneth Paltrow or something like that, which would be interesting <laughs> as well. Um, but they've got to make some choices on that. Now they've got. To, what I think they may do in terms of storytelling is let some of those characters they fallow for a while, and then reboot them in the future. Same actors or different actors? Different actors, definitely. But no, they did with Batman. Yeah. So Batman's been rebooted multiple times, you know. Badly. Yes. Other than the Chris Nolan films. Mm. So I think they'll do something like that. But the, what I liked about what I liked about the Marvel films was you said about storytelling. In that the incremental, iterative nature of it, in that each story on its own is valuable, still, still delivers, but it also builds and creates a larger narrative. Yes, and I think there's something to be said for that. They're not too bitty. No, there's actually an overall story. Um, though having said that, I would, Infinity War did finish on a cliffhanger, didn't it? You know, because I left the cinema in Infinity
0: War a little bit disappointed. Yeah. in terms yeah. of yeah. that's not that's I've got no closure. Yeah. that's not the end. Yeah. Because it was originally supposed to be one, one film, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah like, then, could, could you, seven film? hours. It could it? have
2: been... The, no, that could have been an ending. That could have been the finish. It's,
0: it, but it's, so the interesting thing as well, back to the story idea, is, is the protagonist in the story. So yeah. a lot of... You could say in uh, Infinity War, yeah. War, everyone thought it was about the Avengers, but in fact it wasn't. The main protagonist was Thanos. And yeah. it was about his story arc. Yeah. He went through yeah. his beginning. Yeah. And then his nat- yeah. th- in terms of an anti-hero, yeah he got what he wanted yeah. at the end of it. So that, as that was a that was closure yeah. for that
1: character. Mm. So, so, do you remember the last time we got together for the last podcast, we spoke about two interesting things. One was like abuser stories, yeah. by looking at stories from an antagonist point of view rather than the protagonist point of view. And the other yeah. one was endings at uplift. So you know most people's favorite Star Wars film is regarded as Empire Strikes Back. Is it? But it finishes Yesterday, on a no. sad note. But, but actually, it's lowest at the box office. Was it? Much, I think all the styles songs. Are really? Yeah. It finishes. You know? <laughs> um. <laughs> Darby is his dad. Um. It's a sledge. No, no, He's a, a ghost.
0: We have another spoiler alert for that, just yeah, in case. Yeah. Just in case anyone yeah. who's been alive in the last yeah.
1: twenty years hasn't yeah. seen it. Yeah. So um, but the idea is that people prefer endings that uplift. You know. Yeah. And so um, so that. I that's remember
2: what... saying when I was single figures of age. I, I want stories,
1: down yeah. I, spent time. I want stories where the good guys don't win. Yeah. You know what i right. Lord, Edge Lord. Because in life, the good guys yeah. don't always win. Yeah. No. I think it's interesting. So so it's gonna be a cathartic, um, no, that's the the thing. So it can't just be rubbish. It's gotta be bad guys can win as long as there is a sense of the journey you've been on. You know, like was it, um, spoiler alert, uh, no country of old men. Where the guy who plays Thanos, Josh Brolin, isn't it? And mm. um, dice <laughs> near the end. You I've see? seen that. You said, I've seen, so you, but there's still like a narrative journey yeah. to it, you know? It's not pain, it's not. You sense the story's going in that direction.
2: Hmm. Game of Thrones, different? In terms of, was each episode its own
1: well, thing? Game of Thrones is a fascinating product management conversation, but I think Paul wants to do a bit on Marvel. No, I was just going
0: to say something which is kind of related to both, really, but um, when you said you wanted some kind of. Um, sad ending or that kind of thing so if you want the bad guys to win so I, I mentioned this to you the other week but improv actors are told this thing in terms of when you're on stage you've got nothing yeah. you've got nothing to go on you've got yeah. no um, no scripts no storylines yeah. you've got to just no. know where to go next the thing that they always tend to head for is either yeah. death yeah so death gives a natural end to mm. the story yeah. or the only thing that actually surpasses death in terms of yeah. audience enjoyment is love some kind yeah. of matrimony marriage yeah. where Love conquers Con, death. Mm. So, there
1: anyway, you that was all. Yeah. And so, but talking about Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones is fascinating from a product management point of view because, okay, there's a huge, large story arc that is left unfinished by the original architect. Mm-hmm. So, the product managers have to make up the later feature sets to a greater or lesser extent. Uh, timelines get compressed because the product managers want to move on to Lucasfilm. Yeah. And so, all of a sudden, the later series, even though I think the arcs are quite clever, the implementation of them in the last few series has been poor to very poor. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's interesting. So, but some people confuse the the implementation with the message. So they're disliking the overall idea because the implementation was done poorly. And so when you can, say implementation, what do you mean by it? So so, for me, that so, hasn't So, okay, it. massive spoiler alert. So I did a... Blurring my own trumpet. Um, I did a Game of Thrones open space at one of the... Las Vegas, I think it was, back in like 2012 or 2013. Yes, she did, yeah, I remember that. Um, basically, um, I said my big theory at the time was Danny, who's the chief, one of the chief protagonist, is one of the villains. Right. And I literally got booed at the room. Was, did you? Yeah, lots of... ooh. It turns out that is true. Right. So she's the main villain, basically. Okay. However, that only came out in the last two episodes really Okay. they kind of rushed her turn to the dark side so if you read the novels they've only really done, the, really done the first half basically yeah. but basically danny is anakin from star wars you know on a, on a, a turning to the dark side on a mission basically um but like in star wars when anakin's rush was rushed yeah there's change um, so as Danny's was to a okay. certain extent the TV show. They had less shows this season than all the others. that okay. was a choice by the product owners, by the executive producers. The story is they're trying to get off it quick to get onto Lucasville. Okay. So they're going to go work for Lucasfilm and then okay. the next star was trying. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's that's the alleged allegedly allegedly the story. I don't know if that's true or not, but it does feel rushed the last yeah. couple of seasons. Okay. Yeah, they've taken something's too slow, and something's too quick, mm. and they needed to work some of that back a little bit. And actually, be a bit smoother with that introduction of her villainy, and, uh, introduction of the other stuff.
2: Whereas that film, over three
1: hours, yeah, wasn't yeah. really rushed. No, it wasn't. No, no, it was a bit long. I for think me. it could have been shorter. Yeah, I think it'd be better shorter. Hmm.
0: There was a lot of arcs, you talk about story arcs. Yeah. There was a lot of character arcs that kind of had to complete. 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 So you know, yeah. I was wondering
2: whether they were actually going to. So if you well change it slightly, but if you've got an author who has a series, like a detective series or mm-hmm. something, yeah. and you pick up the third yeah. book in that, you yeah. can pick that up and read it without having read the other two, yeah, because the author will go out of their way to explain the backstory, yeah, yeah. the necessary bits yeah. of the backstory. And I, I was wondering whether that would happen in this one, and it didn't.
1: No, this one dropped you in cold,
0: and there was yeah. a lot of Or did it? Yeah. Or did it? Yeah, so it. I was trying yeah. to
1: think of that from,
0: from you from you having you sit next to me that was wasn't familiar with all the characters and the backstory.
1: You didn't did you need to know who Carv, C- Captain Marvel was? Probably if you did not didn't, she's a, a was a juices machine, and she's like come out, literally God out of the sky. Yeah. You know But did you need to know that? Well it probably not it would have helped her it a little would, bit. It would have explained. Yeah. But
0: equally Ant Man um, tried to explain even when he got to the Avengers yeah. um,
1: facility he tried to explain what had happened but but that being more fundamental they don't explain who Iron Man is who Captain America is who Black Widow is or the Hulk is so Uh, you've got to have that knowledge yeah if you don't know any of that you've got none of these characters you know so but it's not supposed to be at this point it literally is part two of a film yes it's part two Um, but story-wise that means they can get into the story quicker. Yeah. So in terms of storytelling, you've got the mythos the back written, yeah. which is good, but it can make that story very difficult. You could take that back to um, user stories and stuff like that. When teams have got a lot of background in domain knowledge and mythos, you can start them right in the middle of the story. You know? yeah. They always say, as a writer, should start their story as late as possible. People don't want to see lots of backstory on screen. Yeah. You know? They want to get into the story as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. So writers spend a lot of time world-building sometimes, and they should just get into the story first yeah. and let the world evolve naturally. Yeah. Same thing with what we talk about in work. You know, if a team's got those domain models, they understand the mythos, you can start deep in the story, but mm-hmm. if they don't understand the mythos, you will do a bit of world-building, and that can be a bit, oh, why su- I'm Vlad, son of Urg, yeah. you know, barbarian from the Minos destiny or whatever. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about, mate, it's just dialogue. You know they didn't do that in Endgame. There's a couple of good quotes in there. You, you look, you looked. Over yeah, at me once. I liked. Obviously.
2: Everyone fails at being who they're supposed to be, so you might as well get on with being who you are.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: oh, part of the journey is the end. Yeah. That's, yeah. To end yeah. There so is an interesting point for you. Just again, drifting off Agile slightly. I felt Captain America and Tony Stark to a certain extent, were very unauthentic to their characters at the end. Would Captain America, who's the ultimate good guy, stand up for good, really just abandon everyone and go off and have a life? But he didn't abandon anyone. He did, because he could have been that He's only gone
2: for five minutes. Yeah, but he's
1: now 75 He's old, he's incapable of carrying yeah. it forward. He could have used all that 30, 40 years of so capability. He does. It, he's aged horribly, doesn't he? Me, didn't he but he would have been like. He's, little 30 little. Now. he's thirty now. So imagine, like, he's thirty now. He's <laughs> got 40, 50 up to sixty, probably still being Captain America. He could be working on the earth. But, he he but that's what we don't own, know. Is we abandoned that for his own? We, um, we we
0: don't, don't, needs. we don't. But we don't know what happened in that timeline. Well,
1: I think you did.
0: I don't know they, they ducks his yeah, but that, yeah, yeah. But that's one thing. He could have done all that at the end of. That could be a whole. The whole. The whole. What is done very well. End game is it's opened
1: up. Multiple. We've well, like got Captain America in the fifties yeah. of things secretly behind the scenes. Yeah. But it just seemed to be quite inauthentic to the cat of Captain America, who is about sacrifice. Like if you think about it, just overthinking about it. Really, if there was one character who would sacrifice themselves, Captain it would Red. be Captain America, mm-hmm. not not to Iron Simon. Man, right? He's always Iron Man's always the guy who gets out of trouble. Basically, isn't this is that
2: closure though? Isn't that that's their redemption? That's their.
1: But what redemption does mm. Iron Man need? So he's got so he a needs child. He has got move Iron Man's got a child But he now. saw his dad,
2: didn't he? And his dad said, yeah. uh, uh, the greater good never won out against my selfish needs. Yeah. And that was his sort of parting words. There. So
1: you see, he said, I'll save the world, I'll save the world rather than yeah. be with my daughters. Yeah. That
2: was his redemption then, and the saving of his dad. And Captain America never put himself first. And that's his, you know, I'm going to move on. That, that therapy session, you say everybody needs to move on from something. He needs to move on
1: from being Captain America. Yeah, it just strikes me there's one's about being selfish and one's about being unselfish. Mm-hmm. But I would, I would have suggested they would normally be the other way around. I, it's I, just, felt, I just felt, ah, uh, I don't agree. I think I, I'm not, in terms of how the arc of Iron Man's been up to this point, I just, yeah, and also didn't think to do it. If you just think about it, practically, he didn't need to do it. He didn't need to use the claw at that point. You know, he could just shot a laser beam, one of the oh. stones that Thanos and killed him. He doesn't need all of the, doesn't need to wipe out the entire falls, give the glove oh, to Captain America. What? They had to put them all back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, no, the snap was fine. That's, the Hulk did that earlier. Remember when, when Iron Man snapped? That was just to kill the bad guys. Yeah. So he could have just shot Thanos with his finger and not done any damage to himself at all, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then given the glove to uh, uh, Marvel, Marvel, Captain Marvel, who could have snapped her fingers and destroyed them all. There was no need for. Him to do. If he was bringing them back, I understand, but they've would have been brought back. It was literally an act um, of so ego. They could have ridden him off into the virtual sunset, yeah. like they, uh, like I, they did I, with Captain I America. Thought, I would have thought they would have retired yeah. Iron Man, killed Captain America, not, killed, like, ta- not killed Iron Man and retired Captain America. But so. there's various points. They were
0: very clever about how they did it. They almost set up various points that you thought, "Oh, this is it. He's going to die now." Yeah. Or "This is it. This is he's going to die now." You never really yeah. knew who the character was. We all kind yeah. of knew that someone was going to die, yeah. but we never really knew yeah. who or yeah. when. Because yeah. even but when he's Man at the beginning, we well, thought that maybe this is it, but he yeah. obviously you knew it wasn't
2: it. Yeah. That's something I've always had a problem yeah. with and I don't think anyone can fix. Generally in films, you know he's not going to die at the start.
1: Yeah, false. even well, it's his plot yeah. armour, they call it plot armour, but even worse than plot armour is when the characters seem to have read the script ahead of time. So characters do stuff that no one would do because it's deadly and they survive because they're heroes but it's because they've read the script and they're not going to die at the end of the sequence yeah. and Iron Man's been notorious for that through all the Marvel films right? and they do, I, I know I'm not going to die mm. they kill him off at the end that way it's like, oh. well, I, I, would, I, could... I would have reversed the death I would have had Iron Man
2: but having that, wasn't that
1: what that's working P-G. backwards they wanted to kill Iron Man off so they worked the plot backwards to make it happen yeah. So, like, unless you give the thing one and the thing, you would have killed yourself to do it.
0: But if I, if I told you yeah. it wouldn't happen, so if you yeah. knew that, that you had but to But that could even even
1: easier to swap that to Captain America, easily. You know, it would have been, it just seemed to me more the Captain America thing to do, you know, than the uh, Iron Man thing. The Iron Man thing would be like a man in the shadows, you know, like, uh, what was his name? Uh, Von Pim, like him. Yeah. Hank Pim. Hank Pym, like him. Like a man behind the scenes type character, I would have thought. Oh.
0: Any other, um,
1: but I like a Game of Thrones kind of
0: interesting, agile comparisons. There's a nice quote at the end of Game of Thrones. You, you told, you read it out to me the other day. The
2: um,
0: story can't be beaten. Mm.
2: It's to do with no enemy can defeat it. Mm. Stories win. Yeah.
1: So I think what was interesting with Game of Thrones was it seems very open for sequel. It's <laughs> oh, really? over. Yeah, it does. So they've sent Don Snow up to the north, to probably the be king of North or something like that. So, did anyone die at the end of the game? No, of everyone dies. But um, uh, but the the point was it didn't. I guess the point G uh, R M is making with his books is that in never ends. you know, there's right. no happy ever after. Things keep rolling, rolling, rolling. So even though the books have ended, you can see yeah. the world is carrying on. You know, there's no happily ever after, basically. Yeah. But again, people for end that elevate so he always said that the end of Game of Thrones is supposed to be bittersweet, mm. and it was just bitter for most people. Was it? Yeah. Because there was so, a mixed was response, it? wasn't there? It a hugely uh, anti-response. Was, was it? The so, favorite,
2: the, the, the favourite house won.
1: Yeah. Didn't it? But they won in a way they didn't want. They didn't want Bran on the throne, they didn't want Arya sailing off, they didn't want Jon being exiled in the north. They probably wanted Sansa to be queen of the north, that's about it really. And so... That's a little bit of sweet and a lot of bitter. I didn't mind it, I was fine with it, but a lot of people really viciously didn't like it. Um, But what I would say, in terms of what we do, in terms of storytelling, is having an idea where you're going with your story. Uh, You can be episodic, but you need to be iterative as well as incremental. You need to learn and build on each other, and you need to have some overall arc. So I think um, with the Star Wars films, I'm worried, worried because I think the new ones are terrible, Um, they seem to be going really wibbly wobbly woo. There's
0: a new trilogy coming as well, isn't there? Yeah,
1: which is the Game of Thrones guys are going to do a new trilogy. So where, where will that arc start? That's probably finish? going to be the past, they're saying. Is it? Most of the Old Republic okay. is the rumour, okay. rumour, tens of thousands of years ago. But for me, with the new ones, they seem to be very, they haven't got an arc on yeah. them. So my big concern with stories is when, um, Characters act inauthentically yeah. to carry the plot along. Yeah. So the plot has got to go in a certain direction, so we get characters to say and do certain things to make the plot move. Classically, in like, soap opera. Some will, sort of yeah, but, but like, it's the classic half overhearing something and getting the wrong end of the stick. When in real life, you would say, Oh, what did you say? You wouldn't say, Oh, I've heard you having an affair with uh. um, That's one thing I dislike. Taking it back to what we do with user stories, I always get annoyed when you have like, an actor on a story. And then someone says, oh, the actor wants to do this, 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 and this the exceptions criteria. No, they don't. They don't want to do that at all. Yeah. You want them to do that. Yeah. They do not want to do that. That actor does not want to perform those behaviours. Yeah. That's not who they are. You're acting authentically. It's like user-centred design whatever. what do these people actually want to do. Still, I think plot should come from characters, not yeah, so characters come from plot. I remember Keith Johnson said to me, uh,
0: from an improv side of things, he said, do what the audience expects and they'll be delighted. So if, if, yeah. if they expect you know, that character to do something, just follow it, even if it seems
1: obvious. If it doesn't seem original, yeah.
0: just do the obvious stuff.
1: Yeah. I think when people try and get clever, it's the new line on, on the internet, kids say subverting expectations, yeah. which is a little bit annoying. Yeah, you, know, you don't want people don't want that. They want to be surprised, but they don't want to be subverted. Mm. Like they want to be able to say, like, "Oh, I never." Oh, that's of course that was going to happen. That moment of I never expected. Oh, now I get it. Yeah, of course that character would do yeah. that. Yeah. You know, that's what you're trying to do with stories, really. Mm-hmm. You want that. You don't want to just um, shock the audience for shocking sake, which I think Game of Thrones has been accused of occasionally. But the books, I don't feel like I like the other books cover that quite nicely. So yeah, so for me, I felt there's some pros and cons in there in terms of, I like the end game, I, I like Game of Thrones I think, uh, Game yes. of Thrones ended in a not will so you, great way.
0: Uh, even so, will you carry on watching Game of Thrones? We'll no? You finished. said that there's,
1: there's, there's Oh, they'll sequels. probably do. They're some, yeah, they're going to have some prequel episodes. I'll watch them, but with no great, oh, it would be fine. You know, yeah. as, as, a, as a casual viewer, it'll be fine. Yeah. I think I'll be very heavily invested in you know, mm. I think the same thing with Marvel, I'm interested in where Marvel's going. Interested by doing, I'm not 100% invested in the future direction. you know, what mm. so they're going with it first. Mm. New Star Wars films, terrible. I'm uninvested in that, they <laughs> ruined them, so I wouldn't watch them later as well.
0: You did say, I remember you saying you weren't gonna go and watch, I think it was The Force
1: Awakens. Yeah, I did say, I saw it on a film, I saw it on a plane. It was terrible, <laughs> yeah. Saw last Jedi on a plane, I had the fast sword bits, it so bad. <laughs> um, generally terrible but that's they, they've broken the not just the characters but the mythos mm. so if you build a world you've got to be true to that world mm. you know as a writer so it's like for me again back to polite ownership if you're going to write stories and tell stories and work you've got to make sure they align with the right values and principles mm. you know they break the values and principles and how authentic your individual story is mm. may be rejected by the audience I would mm. suggest so I don't understand enough about it but what what Mythos did they break? In terms of Star Wars, oh my God, how long you got? So basically, um, the Force in Star Wars is effectively Buddhism was then. Um, uh, The latest Star Wars films seem to have brought a very uh, Abrahamistic, uh, 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 sort of good evil uh, aspect to it that didn't necessarily have before. And even worse than that, a moral relativity to the Force that it never had. Hey, aren't we all just grey? There's no way, you know. And the idea of the Force wasn't good evil, it was um, balance and imbalance. Mm. Still and chaos, you know. It was about being emotionally centered or being very uh, aggressive. It wasn't about good and bad, it was about that, you know. Stillness, towels, then, or disruption, chaos, disorder, not good, bad. So when they say an aspect of grey, no, because grey is like a good and bad thing, which of course we all are, but you can still be still. You know? And I think they've lost that a little bit. And so they've, they've, um, they've lost track of what they're doing and betrayed their characters. Well,
2: that's my lack of knowledge, because I always imagined it was good and
1: bad. Yeah, even... a lot, yeah, a lot of people did, but it is, isn't strictly speaking, it's about anger, hate, fear, which is just negative emotions, not necessarily uh, evil emotions, you know, anger, not evil. Mm. Okay, and so it's that sort of thing, but that's breaking the mythos behind it. And it back to what we do in our work, there's a certain mythos in our environment. As a storyteller, you've got to work with that mythos and work with that environment. If you start breaking it, you're going to be rejected quite quick. Looking back to the Scrum Alliance, when it had its old MD or CEO, whoever it was, someone who was quite capable. But had a different mythos behind them, a different background, different culture, and tried to story tell new ideas into the organisation. And initially it was successful because their storytelling was compelling. But actually, it broke the core mythos of the organisation, and that's why they were rejected in the immediate to long term.
0: So to bring this back to um, my n- initial, how I li- wh- what it made me think about this whole Marvel universe idea. Is how the kind of planning levels work, or the kind of the features grow. So, if you've got a low-level task, stroke, story, that's almost like a film or kind of an, like you said, an episode in itself. It's got, it's got a start, it's got a beginning, middle, and end, and we get some sense of exposure, some sense of um, value from having Mm. that done. But beyond that, so it's, it's stories. I don't like the word but the idea of epic so some kind of layer above yeah. where there's a group of stories that see if you look at Iron Man 1 Iron Man 2 Iron Man 3 possibly the Infinity War, the, the uh, Avengers as well is there's a theme of those yeah. st- episodes that fit together for that particular character mm-hmm. but above that I'm, I'm, I like this idea of the word it's not necessarily straight to vision for me beyond that there's, there's this idea of strategy or Saga, yeah. So beyond epic, there's yeah. a saga, which is a number of epics, a number of characters that are going through this this journey yeah. together. Yeah. So that's again a way of mm. it's, it's something for me underneath yeah. the overall yeah. product vision, but there's a, an extra layer here about strategic yeah. direction, which might last in this case ten years. Yeah. Um, but the product itself is yeah. probably going to last a lot well hopefully for Marvel the Marvel yeah. Universe which yeah. is probably the
1: vision is I imagine going to last a lot yeah. longer than that well you could say the Marvel Universe is Game of Thrones is episodic the Marvel Universe is episodes in the Game of Thrones not every character has end or closure on their arc in an episode no those arcs go across the series yeah. when in fact in the Marvel Universe characters have closure at the end of every film basically how long is so a how long is a Game
0: of Thrones episode
1: 60 minutes 55,
0: 50. how many now? in a
1: season usually? Uh, 10 I think it was, okay. 10 or something like that. But last season was six. But the point I'm making is that, so you look at each episode of each Iron Man film, Iron Man goes on an arc, a journey with yes. three acts, yes. and yet that's all, whilst it's being a close part of a experience, bigger picture. it's also part of a bigger picture. It's both incremental and That's very and clever. Iterative. And the interesting thing yeah.
0: again, is even <laughs> when they started that, they didn't know the end of that arc. Yeah. I don't think they did.
1: No. So
0: they didn't know what was going to
1: happen to Iron Man at the end. No, so each one, but they've tried to build it. It's arced within the the arc. Yeah, interesting. And that could be something I think in terms of what we do. Think of how we do stories in our classic work at the moment. It's all very primitive still. Story, 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 whatever. I think some of that layered aspect, not going back to big vision up front or big planning up front, Mm. but that way of using small slices of journey to tell a bigger story. Yeah, I think is quite compelling. And there'd be something interesting in there if we could work out what it was. Mm. I remember Terry
2: Pratchett, who wrote very few of his books, not all of them, talking about the idea of emergent storytelling mm. <coughs> and how when he writes a book, he doesn't know where it's going to end up and he doesn't know where that book is going to fit into the series. Mm. And he'll regularly come back to something and include it and mm. they sort of tie in. But that's a, yeah. he doesn't refactor the, doesn't change anything that he's already written, but he leaves as many doors open as yeah, possible yeah. Mm. so that he can.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what they call plotters and planters, isn't it? Planters is that. Plant a few ideas, see where they go. Gardener and plotter is, I've got this overall arc. I'm going to ram the stories through this arc. Game of Thrones is written by a, notoriously a planter. Someone who's wandering off, and the trouble he's got is he's now stuck in the middle. He's got two more books to do when he's 70. And those books are slow, because okay. he's stuck a bit, you know, and how's he get the plot forward? He's got himself some really interesting plants grown, but they've all entangled in each other. And now he's got to somehow get to the end. He's also- Tainted because he's
2: got the anchoring that's
1: happened in the show. Yeah, right? well, that's his ideas, but his high-level ideas—they've implemented in the show. they have not made that up. He's given them where it's going to go. But yeah, you're right. That's going to maybe anchor him if he's not careful, or if he goes in a different direction, may upset people. But Delighted either way, them. it's still difficult. delight but still difficult for him. He's, they called it um, in one of his last books. It was called the Maranese Knot, where he literally got himself in the tears, where he couldn't physically work out how to get certain characters to certain points to do certain things. Mm. Which is difficult when you're not a plotter. But yeah. my issue, I said, with plotting is characters do inauthentic things to move the plot along. Yeah, I don't like that either. Actors doing inauthentic user stories.
0: Mm. <clears throat> okay, you're a bit behind today, mate.
1: Did that go where you expected it to go?
0: No, but that's part of the part, whole part of the is there
1: the <laughs> Planter, not plotter. Yeah,
2: well,
0: where's what's closure for you here? Um, just that for me, closure is that there's a beauty and kind of a, uh, a connection that we make through that, that I made personally, through that whole saga, that whole journey. Mm. In terms of relating it to Agile, what is your closure there? You well in terms that? of, the, they do relate to the, the small, even the small low level day to day stuff that you do, that you complete, where it's important that you can see that part of that overall journey.
1: See where you're going arc mm. You may not know the adventures those characters and that stuff. But right, I think They'll you need
0: on. to know your customers' arc. Yeah. Okay.
1: Beginning, middle, end. Problem. Yeah.
0: Kind of, you know, tipping point, whatever you call it.
1: Solution. Resolution. Understand the resolution would be the start of a new problem. Mm. Things with stories, isn't it? Mm. You know, happy ever after for one person is the start tale for another. Mm -hmm. I definitely think there's something in what we've been discussing here, that sort of nuanced arcs and how we work and how we build sophisticated modern products. I just don't know what the answer is today.
2: So it is slicing the story halfway through. So halfway through, what was it? So Infinity Wars was the first part and Endgame was the second. Yeah. So was was Infinity Wars having that arc at the, what do you call it? The um, midpoint. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Is that a complete story?
1: Well, think of product management. So they've done that deliberately to get you back. So, as a product manager, I'm selling individual. um, It's a subscription model. I've got to sell each slice. I need to get them back for the next slice. If I give them perfect closure, they could walk away. Mm -hmm. I need to keep them interested for the next slice. They always talk about in comics, you don't want jumping on off points. People where they can go, oh, brilliant, I close a comic and I'm done with that Mm. one because they want to sell it every month for 50 years. They want jumping on points, they don't want jumping off points. And so, the argument to be made, having a cliffhanger, like that's brilliant for an episodic delivery of value, to get more sales. Um, if you do it too much, that you could annoy your customers. You've got to give them a closure in the end, the good guy's got to win at some point, the heel's got to be defeated at some point. But for them, that's a reasonable slicing model, but it's done deliberately, it's done to attract more customers and attract you back. Mm. Different to what we would do, you want someone halfway through a registration process, saying, oh, come back next month. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you finished registration. I'm not <laughs> totally sure that would excite
0: people.
2: So even though you were disappointed, it didn't stop you coming back.
0: No, and even though, to, 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 even though Endgame reached a a closure point, I'm that I'm invested now as a customer. I'll be back for man
1: for the next film <clears throat> to see what happens next. Very you did with Spider-Man, by the way. No, I, I don't think
2: that was very clever. I, I, I don't <laughs> wanted to say I was silly. Because just by him being
1: yeah. there and saying there was a trailer. But have you heard what's been happening? They, they've been they, showing the Spider-Man the trailer, trailer in front of the form. films. And it does spoil the whole thing. Yeah, but some of they, they, they did that us, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, but they? but at least they gave him saying, watch it at the end. Do you know another Spider-Man film coming. Okay. Spider-Man's not dead. But they've been showing the actual people trailer people didn't in front know of the that films. Iron Man died. And then yeah. in the trailer, it's clear, quite clear, that he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. um. And so it's like, whoops, that's why they did that. It's it a clever way of, they've got to try and advertise new films and stuff. We all know Spider-Man's coming back, somehow.
0: Well, you kind of knew just from the amount of people that died, there was Some yeah. of them were coming back. Also, just spoiler
1: alert: I think Scarlett Johansson's alive. Did like, click my, fi- click my fingers, but she didn't appear. Doesn't mean she's not alive. Just means she hasn't turned up. What are you talking about now? In remember, we said I like, clipped my fingers. The whole thing, I clicked my fingers, wishing yeah. her back, the black widow back, but she didn't come back. Uh, no, they do She hasn't turned up. That doesn't mean she isn't alive with the click of the fingers. Okay. So, um, she's, got a spoiler, she's got a film coming out, are not she? But they're saying there might be a prequel, mightn't they? Yeah, they're but saying no there one might be a prequels. Could look at Solo, killed off Han Solo, launched Solo, so died at the box office. Why do I want to see yeah, a guy doing adventures when he got murdered by his son? You know. It's interesting. So I think that'd be interesting. And plus, in comic books, no one's ever dead. <laughs> ever. They used to say no one ever stays dead in comic books, apart from Bucky and um, Uncle Ben. And even <laughs> Bucky's come back, you know? was one of those who didn't know who it was. <laughs> so, I don't read comics anymore, but I bet Uncle Ben's come back as well. We'll With great power comes great responsibility.
0: Anyway, we're done. Well, you're not done, but I'm done. Finish it up. So, um, we'll say cheers. Nice to see you again, Nigel. Good Good to see you. See you you again soon. Shall not leave it so long next time? No. (laughs) See you soon.
2: Next Marvel film. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Hi there. I hope you enjoyed that last episode. Amazingly, we've been going for three years now. And over those three years, we've been blown away by how many people have messaged us to tell us how it's been useful to them and how they've been getting value from it. Some have even said, we'd love to be able to buy you a pint sometime when you're in our area. Well, we're often not in people's area and we often don't know when we're going to be where we're going to be. So that's not been very easy for people to do until now. Over the years, we've also turned down repeatedly offers of sponsorship and product endorsement from companies, basically because we don't really believe that's what you'd want us to do. It's been a labour of love and we do it because we enjoy it, but we also get those messages that tell us that you enjoy it as well. So what we've decided to do is give people the opportunity to virtually buy us a pint. It's completely optional, but what we've done is we've set up a Patreon account where you can, if you want to, donate whatever you want. If you do, then we'll buy a pint in your honour and we'll toast you. Maybe we'll even invest in enhancing the kit so the quality of the podcasts go up over time. Maybe we'll also buy some advertising to reach more people and hopefully help more people. Like I said, it's completely optional. But if you do enjoy and get value from what we do and would like to buy us a virtual pint to show your appreciation for that, then you now have an opportunity. It's at patreon.com slash theagilepubcast. Cheers.